Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Many of us came in here today with a whole host of different situations. Your current situation, okay, think about it. What you can't figure out, your loss of employment, your promotion, your health or lack thereof, a blessing in your family, a loss in your family, the bewildering test that you're enduring right now, difficult time in college, bills, debt, whatever situation you might be experiencing at this very moment, regardless of how painful or how pleasant it may be. Paul is saying here today that God is able to strengthen you. That is the declaration of the gospel, friends. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters who is going through it with you. And that's Jesus Christ. If he created the heavens and the earth, if he created the, the cosmos, if he created everything that we could ever know, what is it to God, the issue you're going through? And I remember hearing a story of a pastor, he once said that um, this lady was trying to talk to God and, and she's basically saying, hey, look, I have a really big problem. And God's like, no, your problem to me is very small. And it's true. We're not minimizing your issue. We're not minimizing the pain. We're just saying that to a big, great, almighty, dynamite God, your problem is very minuscule. And there's a reason why he's allowing you to go through it. There's a reason for that. There's never in a moment the God of eternity is indifferent towards you. Amen? That's the reality of the God that you and I serve. And here's the thing, friends. Only a person that is captivated by the God of glory can stand and say, along with what Paul said to, to Timothy, he said, I know the one in whom my faith is set. Can you declare that today, that I know the one in whom my faith is set? I know I'm going through difficult situations, but I know in whom the one my faith is set. I'm going through a time right now that I do not understand why it's like this, but I know the one in whom my faith is set. I know the one who mentally settles me. I know the one who is able. I know the one who is able to strengthen me. I hope this is an encouraging message to you tonight because this is basically what the gospel is all about. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, Paul says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Paul wants to say this to you tonight, that whatever situation you're going through, he wants to give you grace and abounding grace, overflowing grace, dynamite grace, strong grace, stable grace, constant grace. This is what the God of glory does. Not only does the gospel strengthen us, the good news that we are depraved sinners and Jesus continuously saves us, but the gospel shows Christ. Paul says, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing, friends. The gospel will not become for you transformational until it becomes personal. Until Jesus Christ comes into your life, wrecks it, makes you a brand new person, the gospel message is going to be just words for you. 
So there are people here tonight that I'm 100% sure that have been wrecked by the gospel and understand that God is able and that God can strengthen you. There are other people here tonight that this is just a another gospel message that they hear. This is just another event that somebody invited me to. This is just another church type service that I came to. Friends, until you can declare with Paul that it's my gospel. It infiltrated me personally. It changed my life completely. There's nothing better. There's nothing sweeter. There's nothing more pleasurable than the gospel until it becomes personal. It's not going to be transformational. So maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, you know what? The gospel has not been impacting my life. I haven't really seen Jesus act and do anything in my life. Maybe it's because the gospel has not yet become real to you. Maybe you're not focusing on the God of glory. And here's the thing, friends, the major theme of the entire scripture, of the entire Bible is Jesus. There's Jesus on every single page. And I want to say to you a truth today that maybe many of you might not like, but here's the thing, friends, the Bible is for us, but it's not about us. The Bible is for us, absolutely, but it's not about us. It's about Jesus and There are two ways that you can look at the Bible. When you talk about the gospel, you talk about the God of glory. You can look at the Bible as a guide for my life. It's an instructional booklet, okay? Now, the way, when we look at the Bible as an instruction booklet, what we do is we try to go to the appendix and we find the problem that we're going through, right? Alphabetical order. But there's an issue with that, right? Some of you guys who don't use an appendix, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But it's the thing at the very end of Bibles that gives you uh, the, the index, okay? There are many issues and problems that you and I will experience that are not found in the index. So there's a way to look at the Bible as that it's a guide to life or it's a guide to God, okay? And that God is at the center. And what I want to say is that the Bible is very much like glasses, okay? When you put on the scripture and you look through it, it allows you to see how your life should be, okay? Now, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, when uh, my wife and I, my wife, was, my wife moved back to Orange County because she was from here. It was a brand new move for me. I, I, I left from rainy Seattle, Washington, not missing it that much. That's a whole different story. And when we were moving here, we were praying for about six months about where to go, how to move, how to make these right decisions. And the thing is that I couldn't find anywhere in the Bible as much as I looked. Like I couldn't find a place that says, you know, second miscellaneous chapter five for Bogdan Kipko. Um, okay. Uh, Mary Vika, uh, hang out in Seattle for six months. And then move to Orange County, go to seminary, and then uh, plug into a church and then plant a church some years later. Like, I don't know if any of you guys ever found instructions like that for your life, right? It It wasn't in here. But it's not in here, not because God doesn't want me to know his will. It's because the Bible is not about me. So when I look at the Bible as it's all about the God of glory, it's all about Jesus, every decision I make, every move I make, everything I think about, I bring it to God. What would you want me to do? And many of us say we cannot find the will of God for life, but the problem is not that God has not shown you his will. It's that you're not looking for it. You're looking for your own. And so answering our questions is not the point of the Bible. 
God is. And I believe that in the individualistic Western society that we, which we live in today, we are allergic to the idea that the Bible is not about us. Because we want it to be about us, but it's about God. And that's a good thing for us. Which brings me to my next point. That the gospel shows Jesus on the pages of scripture. And the gospel reveals God's mystery. Paul here in this text says, According to the revelation of the mystery, that was kept secret for long ages. A mystery is something that is not understood immediately. A mystery is some sort of a secret. I don't know about you guys. Maybe some of you guys are good at keeping secrets. Some of you guys who never get told secrets anymore by your friends because you ruined it for them. You pretty much don't know any secrets, okay? So you learn your lesson. But a secret or a mystery, it's something that we don't know. And I don't know of a juicier conversation you can have with one of your friends at a coffee shop than that when they tell you, I want to tell you a secret, right? It's almost like just bubbles bubble up in your face and you're just like, I can't wait to hear this juicy news, right? It's a secret. It's a mystery. And have you ever thought, why in the world do we like secrets? Why do we like, there's a whole genre of movies, mystery, uh, mystery movies, I guess. Um, that's so much I watch movies. And why do you think that happens? Because we are wired to find out a particular mystery. And Paul in this text says that the mystery, which was through the ages, Jesus has finally been revealed. So I don't think that you and I value the, the fact that we can know Jesus through the Bible, the, the fact that we live in the year of our Lord, the fact that the entire calendar was split up into B.C. before Christ and A.D. in the year of our Lord, the gospel that reveals God's mystery. A few months ago, we were with a few friends and we were taking a road trip. And we saw um, a series of like five very same looking cars driving on the road. But here's the strange thing about these cars. And maybe you've seen this out there. There was like canvas and different fabric on top of the cars. And it was meant for the casual onlooker not to know what the car looks like because the car manufacturers are, think they're awesome like that and they hide it from people. The designer knew what the car looks like. The manufacturers knew what the car looks like. But when we saw it on the freeway, I, we could not tell what kind of car it is. Now, I don't know if you're into cars or not. I kind of am. And you don't know how frustrating it is not to know what kind of a car it is. And so we, in the car, we conspired to find out what these cars are. We conspired deliberately, consciously, intentionally. We broke many rules of the freeway, okay? God forgives us. He gives grace to find out what these cars were. And so what we had to do in order to drive next to these cars, to peek into them, to see just for a moment what they were is absolutely horrific and it should never be repeated again by anyone, okay? But we did that because we were passionate to see what those five cars were because they had all that tarp on them. And when we finally found out 
And if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is pretty much what usually car designers do when they know the shape of the car, but they, it's hidden to the rest of us. And when we finally rolled up next to the car, and when we finally saw what it is, and we finally Googled it, um, we pretty much figured out what it was. And do you realize like how satisfied we were on the road trip? It just became better from, from that point forward. And the thing is this, often maybe you've experienced something like that in your life and we want to know a mystery. We are passionately pursuing a particular mystery. And I want to say that with the coming of Jesus to earth, something unique happened. God invaded earth, the God-man Jesus Christ. And Jesus' coming was the event which all history was working up to. And here's the great thing about Jesus Christ, that the mystery that was revealed for all people is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's how awesome it is in the time in which we're living in today, that we can know the, God's revelation. And the last thing in this text, last but not least, is the gospel that displays God's glory, God's weight, God's honor. In verse 27, Paul says, to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. One of the Westminster Confession lines that I absolutely love says this. It says the chief end of man is to enjoy God and to glorify him forever. And we often think, why is it all about God? Because God created us, not because he needed us, but because he wanted us. God wanted to have that communion with us. And that's the beauty of the gospel, that a God that is so big, that is so wonderful, that is so eternal, that is often very difficult to understand, he wanted to have a relationship with you and me. And the way he does that is he sends his son, Jesus Christ, to come to earth, to die on the cross in our place for our sin. That is the great truth about God, that God doesn't need us, but rather he wants us. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.